night though. Women may you do it for a night. Only one night though. Cry may you do it for a night. Only one night though. Only one night though. Only one night though. If you cry, you can cry one night. What's up? This is your girl, Miss Lowe, and you're tuning in to LoveRadioNetwork.com. Let's get into it. Conveying your truth. Tonight, family, we are going to talk about conveying your truth versus your truth, right? So conveying your truth is bringing your past truth into your present truth and just letting the past not play a role in your now. Right. So if you have past trauma, if you have abandonment issues, uh, any type of abuse, it can hold you down. It can play a big part of your now. Right. A lot of people talk about I'm living in my truth. This is my truth. What you see, this is me. But in all reality, it's not. There's a mirror that needs to be held in front of you so you can actually see who you are. Right. I'll give you a little story. A few years ago, I uh, read a book and it was called A Different Kind of Wild, right? Wild stands for Women in Lifelong Development. And for me, what it did is it dissected me from the inside out. It had me realizing that I was not all of that. See, I was always told, oh, you're cute. You know, you have pretty hair or you have pretty skin versus... Oh, you have a nasty attitude, right? So I had a nasty demeanor. And even though the inside or whatever was, I was on fire for God. I love life. But on the outside, I was ugly, right? So your inside has to match your outside. Um, And I needed to do some self-cleaning, right? So what happened was this mirror held in front of me made me realize, Lo, that you're not all of that. And so when God started to show me things, people started to come into my life, right? I was able to help so many people by just showing them that God wants you to be a different version of you. And I was so busy with being who I am at that present time. This is me, right? Who take me as I am. That was my motto. Take me or leave me. (laughs) But then God said, no, I need you to bring the past into the now. So that little girl that had been traveling with me for years, that little girl who had been abused, abandoned, molested, she couldn't go into my now. She could not travel any longer with me. And I decided right then at that moment that, you know, because we all lie. I'm a we all tell stories, Phibs. Whatever you want to call it, we all do it or did it, right? But I decided at that moment that I wasn't going to lie anymore. I wasn't going to lie to God. I wasn't going to lie to people. And I was not going to lie to self. So I had to start working on my past truth. I had to bring things into the pa- from the past into the now. <laughs> I had to tell myself that no matter how ugly the past was, I was going to face it head on. So whatever I went through, whatever I was doing, I wasn't going to be ashamed of it. And see, that's the thing that we 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 as people, we we ashamed of our past. No, the past is what made you who you are. But what you have to do is combine them together. You have to allow it to manifest through your life so that you can be healed and set free. Right. You know, the Bible teaches us so there's so many different scriptures on truth. And 
and God wants us to to tell the truth always. You know, they say it's a sin, thou shalt not lie, right? Thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not do that. But truth is like setting your soul free. This is me, right? I I I I did drugs, you know. Um, I did X, Y, and Z. So we you you gotta be able to admit it. You gotta be able to confront it, and you gotta be able to fight it. Like it's like like my book talks about the it, right? And the it played a big part of my life in the past. And even even up until last year, it played a big part of my life. I couldn't get rid of the it. No matter what I did, no matter how much I prayed, no matter how many times I went to church a week, no matter how many times I changed friends, I changed hair, I changed this, I changed that, my it was still following me. And the reason that it was still following me is because I could not let go of the past. The truth is the truth, right? I have not always been this this lady that you hear on this radio station today. I was ugly. I didn't like people. People didn't like me. I was angry. I was afraid. And I did things that people would be like, oh my gosh, you did this. But at the end of the day, it's my truth. So if we're going to be anything, we need to be truthful with ourselves. Forget being truthful with somebody else. The most important person that matters is yourself. You want to please God and then you want to please yourself. Everybody else comes last. And if you're walking around and you're not telling your truth, if you're not being the true person that you possibly can be, then it's all for nothing. It's completely all for nothing. So if I can encourage to do anything is to convey your truth. Let's get into it, right? Let, let's talk about your, your past truth, how it affects you now, how it affects the people that is in your life, how it affects your workplace, how it affects your, your spiritual walk with God, how it affects your prayer life. Because sometimes we be so angry from our past that we can't even get into it with God. We angry. Like, dude, like you let this happen? And he like, I ain't do none of that. Sometimes we have to take accountability for the things that went on. Because see, listen to this. I was so angry. Like, God, like, you let this happen, you let that. But sometimes he said, you got to go through the storm, right? You got to go through it to be able to come out of it, to be able to talk about it. So when I moved to North Carolina, I was always like, you know, I thought I was on top of the world. Like I had this banging job. I had this nice house. I was going out to the clubs. I was doing everything. I was taking care of the girls. I'm cute, right? I'm changing hairstyles every other day. I'm somebody different. I thought I was like a superstar in North Carolina. Girl, family, people. Then God said, let me show you. Let me show you that you're really not all of that because you have a past it. You have a past truth that you're really not conveying, right? You're, you're living a lie. So I'm going to need to show you how to bring your past into your now. So God just started showing me. I ain't going to say whooping. He just started showing me different things. He started to uh, make me realize that I needed to be a little more humble, Right? Because what I was doing, I was hiding. I was I was masking that past pain. Like I didn't want to deal. Who wants to deal with being molested? And then and then let's be truthful. Who wants to be who wants to deal with being comfortable with being molested? And we're gonna talk about that in the later shows, the come, right? We're gonna talk about what it's like 
to be molested and then be comfortable with the person that's molesting you because it's not talked about a in the majority of black households things get swept up under the rug it didn't happen you know your parents may say what stays in this house stays what goes on in this house stays in this house right so we're going to talk about being comfortable with the uncomfortable and and just going with the flow because what it did it affected me in so many major ways right we 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 forget like um as kids like we're being abused but do you know you can grow up to be the abuser no you may not grow up to molest somebody like you were molested but you may grow up to verbally abuse your children we, we gonna be real we gonna be truthful we gonna tell the truth and shame the devil that's my favorite thing to say we gonna tell the truth and shame the devil no i did not grow up to be a molester but i was verbally abusive to the most important people in my life right i was so angry that somebody was touching me as a kid oh i cussed the whole world out baby to the fact that people didn't want to be around me oh she a cute girl she got a cute face she's so cute look at her hair don't don't play with her she might call you everything but a child of god yes ma'am that was me i didn't care you know what then we're gonna get into being in foster care let's talk about that let's talk about the things because some sometimes it's beneficial for children to be removed sometimes it's not right and for me i don't think i was being abused well you know well yeah i was being abused right I was being abused, but I was, I was 11 years old when they removed us from my mom, right? I was 11 years old. My sister was seven and, um, I couldn't understand it. Like, because I was so comfortable. I was like, the molestation had already happened. The different things that was going on in my life. Now I'm 11. Like I remember way back, like my book starts from the age of four, four to five. So I remember, I remember everything that went on in my life and it's like a constant replay. And that's the reason for me writing the book is because I wanted the book. I wanted the the, the 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 thing in my head to stop. I didn't want it to constantly replay. It wasn't no pause. It wasn't on anything but replay, repeat, repeat, repeat. So that's why it was so easy for me to write my book because of the things was happening over and over and over and over again, right? And so many people say, was it, is that real? Yes, it's real. Everything that happened to me is completely real, right? So I remember, you know, even though the, the trauma had happened, the abuse had happened, but being snatched from the the abuser or the abuse situation and put into an unfamiliarized situation that's something different right these people come they take you you know the system is the system and i don't know if you guys have ever been in the system i know people that's been in the system but back in the day because i'm i'm older i'm in my 40s my my um i'm a few years of my life right so back in the day when they would take you for me, it wasn't as, as peachy and cream as they thought it was going to be. You know, these people showed up to my mama's house and, you know, they they don't, they don't give us warning, right? They want to come in. We're going to take your kid. Well, they thought they was going to take me, but I had another plan. So as soon as they said they was going to take me, I was doing a dash off the door. So I ran. And so I don't know if any of you out there are listening and you from Cleveland. I ran from maybe 
my street on for like 20 minutes. They weren't catching me. I was in fields. I was like, cause I was a little tomboy. I was doing everything. They had me completely messed up, right? So I remember running to this lady house and I ran to this lady house. It was a, let me go back. So I have an older sister and I won't name names and I'm name dropping, right? And so this older sister did some things when I was younger. One particular thing she did, she had dated this guy and so we were supposed to go to this store and don't don't now don't let me forget that i gotta go back to my story of me doing a dash on the cps workers right and that's the the cuyahoga child protection service that came and got us so i'm doing a dash or whatever okay back back to the story so I, my sister did some things, right? We She supposed to have been going to the store. My mom said, go to the store or whatever. So we go to the store. And on the way to the store is this boy house that she's into, right? Her little boyfriend. So we go to the boyfriend house. Now, I'm young. Now, I may be like, nah. I think I'm nah. Nah, that's it. Maybe nah. I don't know. Between those two. So we go to the boy house. I'm sitting there. Now, I'm, now it's freezing. It's below zero in Cleveland, Ohio. It's extra cold. I don't know if I was dressed warm enough, but I was dressed enough to run to the store with her. So I'm getting a little aggravated. I'm like, come on. You know we're going to get in trouble. We need to go. She get mad because I'm pressing her to leave this, this boy house. So we, we go and um, she walked me through this field. And I'm thinking she walking with me. Now, mind you. I don't know which way to get back home because I had never came to this field. Do you know this lady takes me to this field and she turns around and she leaves me there. She leaves me there. And when she leaves me there, I'm, I'm in the cold. My toes are frostbitten. I'm freezing. It was so bad. A lady fought me in the field and she takes me back to her house i don't remember her name but i remembered where she lived right she takes me back to her house she gets me warm um she asks me my mom's information we get in touch with my mom my mom however i got there i got back to my mom when my when my mom found out yes she beat my sister completely right my sister was always running away doing her own thing, whatever the case may be. But now back to the story. I just had to give you a little background for why I was able to get back to the spot that I was in. So back to when the CPS workers come, I do the dash. I go through the field that they done, that I remembered that my sister had just abandoned me in previously, right? And I remembered the lady who had helped me. See, sometimes God will send help for you, right? Come on, God. He'll send help for you when you don't even know that he's sending it to you. You understand? So I remember this lady who had helped me in my previous time of need. And I ran right back to her house. And I said, they after me. They, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to cry because I'm a crybaby. They after me. They trying to get me. They trying to take me from my mom. I'm sorry. And she said, come on in. I, I want to help you. So I come in. I'm thinking, you know, I'm okay. Like, I won't be taken from my mom again. So she had to get in touch with my mother, right? She get in touch with my mom. She like, I have your daughter here. And so they come and get me. It's police cars. It's like my cousin um, in a car with my mom. It's like two different cars and it's a social worker's car, right? And so, you know, I'm thinking I get to go home because I didn't do anything to be taken at 11. I didn't do anything. So they take me, they put me in this car or whatever, and 
they say your mom can follow you. Man, the police is flying. The police is flying. The social workers flying. My mom can't keep up. My cousin can't keep up. They lose them on purpose. You understand me? This is the system. They lose them on purpose. I'm off the, looking off the back window like a kid off the movies. Like, wait, like, you know my mom. And even though I had been abused, this was the only person that I knew. You understand me? So... They take me into this. We got to take you to the hospital first. They want to make sure you okay. This is what the system was like back then. I don't know if they still do it, but this is what they did then. They take you to this hospital. They check you out. And then they say, we're going to take you to where your sister at. Because remember, they had took my sister as well, who was seven. They take me to where my sister at. And um, I'm reunited with her. And that's the system, right? So I was so traumatized from that. And everything that had went on in my life, you got to get the book. You got to read the book to get the story, right? And um, it, it affected me. It made me angry. The things that went on in the system, it made me completely angry. And I hated people. I know biblically you're not supposed to say, hey, I can stand people. Everybody grown was against me. You were my friend. I didn't like grown-ups. They were liars. <laughs> they abused you. They manipulated situations. They took your innocence. So I was, I was angry. This it was attacking me, right? And so I developed this personality. It's do or die. From this point on, everybody gotta go, right? So I, I just became this angry person, this angry teenager, this angry child, and this angry adult. Then I got saved. So now that you're saved, you can put everything behind you. Oh, you want me to leave the past behind? Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave the past behind. I'm going to go through grief recovery four or five times. I'm going to get saved. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm going to live in church five days a week. But that truth was still there. That truth was still there. That past truth was still there. And it was so affecting my now truth. I couldn't be the best version of myself to my husband because I had past truth. The truth was I was molested by multiple men in my family. And because I was molested by multiple men, I couldn't allow any man to be in the presence of my daughters without suspecting something. I couldn't be in the presence of being around my own sons because some my brother who I love dearly, molested me. So now I have this past issue that is affecting my truth now. Come on, God, right? So even though I went through grief, I went through grief recovery four times. I wanted to deal with the husband who ultimately said, no, you got to deal with your mother. But I never dealt with the past truth. This was my truth and it was affecting my present truth. The present truth was I wanted to be the best version of myself. I wanted to live right with God. I wanted to do the right thing as a mother. I wanted to do the right thing as a wife. But it wasn't letting me. Notice the it. The book talks so much about the it. You guys definitely got to get the book. Tune in to my podcast because, man, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be on fire. We're going to talk about everything you can think of. And, of course, we're going to tie God into it because he is the head of our life, right? So it was affecting me so much. And I didn't even know. Right? I'm just going with life. I'm going with life. I still got good jobs. I'm still maintaining my household. I'm still on fire for church. I'm doing everything. You ever heard the saying, you get so busy doing oh so much, you ain't doing nothing? I wasn't doing nothing. 
because I had ne never dealt with my past truth. So that's why we're going to be over the next few weeks, months. We're going to be talking about conveying your truth, right? We're going to get into it with Miss Lowe, conveying your truth. And I want you guys to tune in every week, every Monday at 7.30 p.m., I want you to take notes. I want you at the end of our show, we're going to pray. We're going to say a truth. We're going to read a truth scripture that's in the Bible. And we're going to start holding ourselves accountable. We're going to start holding ourselves in that mirror, looking at ourselves in that mirror and realizing we are not all of that God, that I need you to be the head of my life, that I have some past truth that I need to bring into my now truth in order to move forward in life. I need to be able to tell that little girl or that little boy, you cannot go with me. It is time for you to go. You understand me? Let me tell you, I love my first lady so much in Cleveland. Shout out to the Word Church, Dr. Victory Vernon. Woohoo! So I remember standing in her line and her telling me, I was crying. She did a, a woman's con a woman's convention. And I was in her line just crying like I'm just boohooing about my past. And she said, Lo. You can't take that little girl with you. It's time for her to get off this boat. It's time for her to get off your back. She can't go into your future with you. You understand me? You got to leave her. Go. It's time to go. I love you, but I need to bid you goodbye. So that's what we're going to be doing. We are going to bring our truth to now. And then we are going to tell our truth, our past truth. You can't go with us. But in order to live our now truth, we got to first realize what our past truth was we got to open up some doors right we got to dissect some things because in order for us to be the best best version of ourselves we have to first deal with our old self and it got to manifest into our life we got to start calling things as they are i am not the person that i used to be i am not on drugs i am not the child that was being molested i am not the wife that was being abused by her husband I am none of these things. I am everything that God said I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And that's what we're going to get into. So I thank you guys for tuning in to LoveRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Miss Love to it. And we're going to continue to convey our truth. God bless you. And know that Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Be blessed, and I'll see you next week. We've been made to do it for a night, only one night though. We've been made to do it for a night, only one night though. Cry made to do it for a night, only one night though. Only one night though, only one night though. If you cry, you can cry one night, only one night though. Stress, you can stress one night, only one night though. Let the tears fall down one night, only one night though. Sure that you cry. Only one night, though. If you're sad, make sure that you're sad.